0: Heard you just did a bid. none of your business. We heard you with rich. none of your business.
1: Kingdom Club Apparel is more than an urban Christian clothing brand. True, they offer hoodies, tees, sweaters, and tanks with unique designs that you won't find anywhere else. But Kingdom Club also has accessories such as socks and slides, headwear, and drinkwear. The best part is that it all promotes the kingdom of God. Hit up KingdomClubApparel.com now to get in the club and show them love for sponsoring the Five Twenty Collective Show podcast.
0: your business. I heard you just did a your business. We heard you with Red. your business.
1: What's up, and welcome to the Five Twenty Collective Show. Shout out to Kingdom Club Apparel for sponsoring this podcast episode for my guys, King David. KD, the vessel, zero for hire. This is Eric Boston, man. And make sure y'all go to 520 com slash substack. Get signed up for the newsletter. And if you appreciate what we're doing, if you like the effort, if you like the message, and you say, huh, I'd really like to be able to get behind these guys somehow, guess what? You can, whenever you sign up for our newsletter, sign up as a premium member, and you'll become a producer of the 520 Collective Show, and we would love for you to do that. So, yeah, man. Here we are, season six, and as we kind of tease a little bit in the first episode, we are going to be tackling some very specific uh, topics this season on the show, starting with salvation. So these are topics that we believe are foundational pillars of the faith right so we want to jump into this fellas let's go what's good how y'all feeling go. I'm interested to see where the conversation goes tonight and zero since you came up with the list I'm gonna throw it over to you man and see where we go yeah.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> I am um excited to go this route and I am excited to cover these issues and these topics but I will be honest I have been extremely um nervous and anxious about it since we started working through these things because it's it's in it's very easy to get knocked off track and it's very easy to get deviated from the topic and this is one of those topics specifically where it's like you start talking about things that have to do with salvation instead of salvation itself it's it's elusive and it's just defining it so i think that's where we should probably start off is well i got um, questions 0 here.
1: I had question zero yeah. like why did you feel like this was the place for us to start this series on when it, as far as like why was salvation the place where we were jumping off from this season
0: well largely cuz i think it was the first thing on the list but other than that oh so there was no uh, there was just, nothing you know, more behind just numerically. it okay <laughs> no, no. Uh, i was sitting in church and and uh the pastor was preaching about Fundamentals And how we have um, A tendency to Sort of major in the minors Like we'll pick one thing that we're Interested in and make that Way bigger than it needs to be While at the same time Not really forming a healthy Understanding around things in the faith That should be basic to all of us And so That triggered something in my head and I started praying about it And I was like I'm going to write down Some ideas and Every time I pray about it and God brings more ideas to my mind, I would just write them down. And so I think that in that in that process, we kind I kind of fleshed out a good starting point for what are issues that we should, as Christians, be prepared to talk to other people about. And since, you know, it usually starts with, are you saved? You know, we have to talk about what that means.
2: That's dope. And I think this is a, a great starting point because if we're talking about things that, Accompany salvation as the scripture says And we need to talk about what salvation is And God's definition of it As opposed to And in comparison to uh, What people like to make it out to be So I, I, I think you picked a great starting point bro.
1: Well let's get into it Where, where, where are we starting at? I know you kind of said about um, Maybe a defining salvation Yeah so
0: salvation What does it mean? You can save something in two different ways. You can save it from something and you can save it for something.
2: I like that. I've got a definition that I can just read. And this is from the, uh, Strong's concordance, uh, dictionary. And so there's a couple of, uh, I guess, reference points here, but the first one, um, In terms of the definition of salvation is the act of saving uh, preservation from destruction, danger or great calamity. Um, But then the second one, uh, appropriately in theology, the redemption of man from the bondage of sin and liability to eternal death and the conferring on him everlasting happiness. This is the great salvation. And so when we look for a definition. Um, of salvation, and then we can just kind of expound on what it means to be saved. Um, I think that that's a pretty good
1: starting point. Yeah, and, and I was gonna say, man. I mean, I know everyone just likes to, you know, go, oh, well, it means that we're saved. Do I? I love that um, that term, redeemed, right? Because it's more. It's something it's, it's more than just simply being saved. It's like we've been brought back. And given value,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like when you redeem something, you give value and purpose to it, not simply saving it from like destruction. So,
2: yeah, well, that's you know, Jesus <clears throat> getting us back to our original purpose, it's back to God's original intentions for us. So, when you ask a lot of people. And like zero just you know kind of pointed out in terms of you know you how you're evangelizing you're listening to people are you saved people don't understand like saved from what what am I what am, what am I saved from what what do I need to be saved from what does Christ offer me saving from salvation from what have I been you know people don't understand you know the need to be rescued Because of the You know The blanket And the blinders That sin put on us Um, And Just the depravity Of society around us um, It can be very easy To ignore the fact That we need to be saved That we need to be Redeemed Which simply means To buy back That we need to be That we have been Brought back But then You know Just like Getting insurance You may not know What all the benefits are Because you haven't Opted in you know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot to unpack here, but I think again, um, these are some really good starting points.
0: In scripture, as much as I can find, we are we are we are saved from the power of sin, which implies that we are under the power of sin. And the more you look into it, we have things like, you know, uh, sin sin is sin equals death. Uh, we are slaves to sin. Paul talks a lot about about being slaves to sin or being slaves to Christ. And even Jesus talks about it that way. We live in sin. We do things that destroy our lives. We do things that destroy other people's lives. We see the power that sin has over our lives. And then very few of us get to be on the other side of being redeemed by Christ and not being under that power of sin. And so you, you really appreciate it once you can see it. And so salvation... Is a process of being redeemed from The the slavery of sin Being under the power of sin For the sake of Christ And according to scripture we are slaves of Christ now so you're either a slave to sin Or you're a slave of Some other master but biblically Salvation is the process of being Redeemed from the power of sin And becoming a slave of Christ Which is a totally different mode of being Amen
2: but you know what What I, I, I think that People because we don't necessarily have a visual for sin and how detailed it is, how far-reaching the effects are. So remember, when Adam sinned in the garden, sin earth. Not just sin entering mankind from a a, a, a people creation standpoint, but sin entered the earth. So everything from that point became tainted. And the tank continues to grow. A little 11 leavens the entire month. But leaven spreads over time. And the longer time goes, the more opportunity sin has to invade all of these areas. So because we don't have a visual of how much damage sin actually does, and we don't realize, man, like the the so, so we talked about, you know, we go out, we evangelize, we witness to people and they say, well, what do I need to be saved from? You don't understand when you're in sin. Just like people will tell you when you're so up close to something, it's very difficult to be able to see the wrongs and to see the nuances and all of those other things of your situation because you're in it. When you're in sin and as blinding as sin is I and mean, with Satan being, uh, you know, the prince of darkness who goes out of his way to try to cloak things, we don't have an understanding of how. How, how much danger we live in when we live in sin? How deeply removed we are from what we were originally created to be? We really don't have a vision. So I'm glad that you kind of shared that and what that looked like because that's still what happens today. We just we don't see it to that degree, you know. And, and you, know, you had mentioned it another time, like some of the the, the weapons have changed. The the, the the playing fields have varied because we believe that we're a lot more civilized now. But yeah. the attack of sin, because sin is absolutely weaponized. So the attack of sin um, in, in, in what it is and in, in how it's um, conveyed present day is just as dangerous, um, just as violent, just as vile, um, just as degrading. But again, because it's not as maybe as blatant and and, and not as uh, it's more polished today than it was during those times. We don't grasp the depth of how bad life without Christ really is. Yeah,
0: and I think we also, when I talk to other Christians, we have a tendency to over spiritualize the conversation in, so, in such a way that the carnal man can't understand it. And it's, like, it's not like they don't have the vernacular or the 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 means of understanding it to a degree they might not understand the breadth and the depth of it but you you take a song like um my bad habits by that redhead guitar guy um you know who i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh he sings uh oh geez what's that guy's name ah he he's uh he's a he's a romance singer he's a pop song and I'm, I'm showing how removed from the culture I am there's this song that comes on and he's talking about you're going to be my bad habit and you're going to be the thing that destroys me and you uh, Rihanna she had a song like that mm-hmm. uh with Eminem you know and they talk about in these songs how I'm going to engage in this destructive behavior that will destroy the both of us but I don't know what else to do and so they understand on some level, maybe on a primal level, that they are slaves to their passions and that they're slaves to their bad habits and their bad decision making. Just listen to a Taylor Swift song. She'll tell you all about her bad decision making. Actually, she's got a song called Antihero. That's very much the same thing. Talking about the faults that she has and how she should do the right thing, but she can't. And so being on the other side of that christians should absolutely have some sort of victory um story to tell Mm -hmm. about how yes that power is real and it was in my life and yet it's not because i'm a good person or because i'm smarter or because i have the willpower it's the grace of god it's my it is the salvation Mm -hmm. i've been redeemed and i am saved from the power of sin so that that power no longer lingers over me like it did Mm -hmm. and in some areas the it, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating because in some areas that power of sin still lingers over us and still has some change there but there's a there's an element of of redemption that is like um a battle it, it's a victory that you win through battle through struggling and so for the christian who believes that you're just going to sit there and effortlessly overcome sins yeah. if you've lived the life of sin and you've trained your body up until that point to live in sin and so you have to then struggle and 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 war against that knowing that ultimately you will have the victory because you're not a slave to that sin so it's like christ breaks the chains christ opens the door and says come on out of that you gotta get up and walk out of there still and if if (laughs) sin gets back in your face you can punch back now
2: thank you thank bro you just said a mouthful so like <laughs> i think no and and, and, and and literally so we talk about like you know uh roman 7 where paul talks about you know the good that i would i do not like for individuals who don't understand that's what life and sin is it's having a realization that there's a difference between right and wrong there's a difference between good and bad and even if You know, it's not in a spiritual sense in terms of, well, I know what God has said. So this is for, you know, maybe some of the folks who grew up in church or whose parents raised them in church or what have you. I know what God has said, but I also know what the world is saying. And then just for those other individuals who maybe didn't grow up in church, and maybe there was a bit of a moral compass that was tied to, um, you know, just trying to treat people right but not having the power or the ability or the authority to be able to carry it out. So you have an understanding that where I am and what I'm doing is not what's best for me, but I am powerless to do anything against you. I can't change me. I don't have the ability. I don't have the wherewithal to change me. I can move certain things, but I can't sustain change. I can hide things. I can put makeup on it. I can put cologne on it. I can put clothes on it. I can put name brands on it, but it doesn't change anything because at the root, underneath all of that, that I've done under every band aid, there's still the open wound that I can't seem to heal. Partly because I keep <laughs> stabbing myself, I keep doing things to keep that wound open. my 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 behavior is repetitive because I can't break the cycle. And that's a large part of what salvation is. Jesus gives us the ability to break the cycle. So when we talk about and but I think a lot of what you just said, a lot of individuals conflate because getting saved is one thing and then staying saved and then growing and maturing and developing in your salvation is something else um, and maybe something else that we need to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Because it keeps automatically assumed. Go
1: ahead. Oh, I I was just going to say, like, does salvation, is it one of those things that kind of loses its importance the further removed from it we become? I think maybe we we lose sight of exactly what was done for us. And, you know, maybe that's why, you know, jesus talks about we need to pick up across cross daily so that we remember so that is at the forefront of our thoughts um because i think i think it's easy to take our our eyes off of just how insane of a thing salvation actually is right like insane in a good way you know obviously but well i don't know that that was something i was just thinking about when you guys were talking
0: like what what do you think i think it really it really frustrates me uh, To talk about it this way Knowing that there are so many people Who see it as a switch Or a ticket to get into heaven um, Because My world view Is that this life Is a battle and there's victories To be won through battle Through struggling And so I don't, I shouldn't expect to just coast My way through life because At the end of the book Jesus wins like yeah, that's also true. But you have a part to play. Like if if God saved me for something, not just from sin, but if God saved me for something. That kind of implies he's getting something out of the deal, right? It's not like I'm so great that he just had to have me and I'm there like there's something special about me. <laughs> like he's expecting to get something out of it. And if I'm not playing the role of slave to Christ, then what is a lazy slave? What happens to a lazy slave? They get whipped and beat and probably put out. Yeah, you have a job to do. There is something for you to do. And the Christian's role is to overcome sin, to overcome darkness through Christ. Like, he's the one that empowers us to do so. He puts the sword in our hand, but you still have to use that sword. Well, so, that's
1: where you get a lot of um, contradiction. Or not, contradiction might not be the right word. You get, you get a lot of... Uh, Conflicting views, yeah, yeah, over a topic such as salvation, and honestly, I mean, I think you know we we know that um, God's word does not conflict with itself, but if we just if we're reading scriptures very simply, it's easy to to feel like, wait, what's going on here? Because you know, our all men able to be redeemed do we have do all men have the free will and the ability to come to Christ you would think that the answer is yes right but then we can go and we can look at some of these uh, scriptures like a Romans 9 where it talks about um, God saying you know I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion you know it sounds like he's choosing.
2: But even to your point In regards to that So remember There's There's things that have to go on Right Um Bible talks about well, uh, The do, invitation
1: do you, do you believe that That God knows the people He's going to redeem
2: Yes But yeah, not yeah. And, Not just the people He's going to redeem But the people who are going to Accept the invitation So remember Jesus, Christ, Jesus So We have to make sure That we state this Jesus Christ Is the savior Of the world uh-huh. we have to make sure that we understand that John 3 16 and people don't catch the revelation of it because it's a Sunday school scripture that people grew up on it's just like you know taking your Flintstone vitamin every day like you, you rehearse it you practice it but you don't understand the depths of it for God so loved the world his entire creation what was what and what would be remember Jesus is who is who was and who is to come For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will, whosoever will, whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came for the world once. The first time that Jesus came, Jesus came for everyone. When Jesus returns, Jesus is coming back for his bride, for the church. When Jesus returns, it's not going to be for everybody. One of the things that I love about God is the fact that, you know, in us not knowing the day or the hour when Jesus is going to return, there are certain things that still have to go on prior to that happening. And one of those things is that every person will have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, the point and the question that you brought up is important because there are individuals who feel as though, you know, if you're not one of the elect, then we're not going to go after you. How do you know? We don't know, but God does know who is going to accept the invitation. But the invitation goes out to everybody because remember, there's a scripture, uh, I see the first or second Peter, where it talks about, you know, God desires for all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's what he desires. Then he also knows ultimately what's going to happen, which is why the Bible says hell is going to enlarge itself. So yeah, God knows who's going to accept the invitation.
0: But this is one of the off ramps where we get derailed almost instantly because it it focuses on how salvation works the mechanism and and the and the steps involved even though we tend to all agree that jesus is the one who saves we get tied up in knots trying to figure out how he does it you know like like a magician is doing a trick and you say no no he's got the cards behind his hand and the other guy's saying no the cards are up his sleeve and that's not the point at all I, i i just say that because all the conversations about those modes, never get back to the point of. But I think salvation. we can.
1: I think we can also kind of understand some of the questions, though, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and why people are searching for these answers, you know, because if I mean, if I was going to play the contradiction of this, right, you know, I could bring up something like, you know, God hardening Pharaoh's heart, right? Was yeah. does that? Did that mean that Pharaoh would have the opportunity? To it make a different choice,
0: it have a special case that's not normative, and this is why I, I look at this as a derailing topic. It's it's never something that leads to a better point in the conversation. It always derails the conversation, so that you can't focus on what salvation is for you in your life. Right? It, it's it's a, it leads to hypo, endless hypothetical situations about how it could happen, and and the and the thing with Pharaoh is like one of the strongest arguments that you bring it up and the only real response you can give somebody to that and it's usually not good enough is that that's not normative you know they they want to take the one extreme example throughout history that we know of and try to apply it to everyone and it's just not right it's not fair to do
2: Yep, and not see because again then you start getting into all the nuances like the sovereignty of god and you start getting into The the, uh, predetermination and predestination which again a lot of individuals don't have a a sound understanding in regards to and like you said you start going down the rabbit hole and you lose sight of that focal point because and i
0: really don't want to let people off the hook for this theology that salvation is a ticket to heaven because that's the other side of the derailment
2: the flesh is selfish and still being <laughs> yeah. in the flesh, you, you're you looking for... So, you know, my pastor always puts it like this. Like, you know, a lot of people get saved out of self-preservation. Right? Yes. Yes. At some point, you understand that, well, man, I don't want to die and go to hell. And, and for the purpose of this conversation, yes, guys, hell is a real place. Um, you weren't created for it, but if you don't give your life to Christ, you will find yourself there. We have to make sure that we say that because enough people don't talk about it it is a reality it is the ultimate consequence from sin because it's eternal not just damnation not just eternal hellfire but it's eternal separation yeah sin is already separation from god but we're talking about now eternal separation from god and we have to make sure that we understand that there are consequences for not getting saved there's consequences for not living saved we have to make sure that we understand that because the word of God is very really clear in regards to those things, but we can't lose sight of what's important about salvation and we can't lose sight of God's goal as it pertains to his creation. Heaven is only a part of it. If heaven, if heaven excuse me, is the only selling point that we have to give to individuals in regards to getting saved and living saved, then that's a problem because again, heaven is, is only a part of why salvation is so important.
1: There's there's a really interesting book. Uh, it's called "Orphan Slave Son" by uh, Ben Paisley, um, where he talks about you know kind of this process of redemption, right? Where where we start off, we are orphans, and then when we come to Christ, we are made into slaves so that we can eventually gain that that role of son and gain that inheritance and, and be you know, co heirs with Christ, but you gotta go through the steps to get there. But we just wanna to jump to the end. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's easier. Hard for right? a
0: culture who doesn't understand slavery. So like we're we're free from sin. We're never gonna be free from God. We should never even desire to be free from God. But God purchases us for his purpose and in return we get to be out of the bondage of sin. And eventually we are You know with him throughout eternity And that's an ongoing thing It's just not the same it's not the same conversation Of like you had a son You know like Jesus is God's son In that sense and we can Be called sons and daughters like through adoption Becoming a part of God's Family but right now Yeah he removes us from
1: that orphan State Uh, So um, But a lot of
2: this stuff though is varying Though and 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 we have the ability to wear different hats. You know what I'm saying? Like at the same time. So it's not yeah, like yeah. Have to be either or. Like the stages are, babe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, youth and a, 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 adult, aged in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like if we talk about like you know orphan, slave, son, then honestly and realistically, once I cast off the the, the orphan thing by getting saved, then I can be a slave and a son and a friend all at the same time. Why? Because Jesus gives us different access to to know God in different areas. But again, we have to understand that when we have conversations like this, when we talk to people about salvation and how it works and how intricate and how nuanced it can be, the carnal mind does not understand the things of the spirit. And so when we start wanting to question God about the things that we don't understand because things don't make sense to us, we have to remember that his ways are not ours. Some of the, uh, There's so much that God does that's beyond us finding out. And we we spend a lot of time trying to bring God down to our level because we think that if God makes sense to us, then we'll have an easier time serving him or, or having a relationship with him, you know, whatever we want to call relationship with God. And we waste a lot of time because we want to get saved and still remain the same. And that's not that was not the point. Of the salvation. That was not the intent of salvation. If I want to save you from something, if I want to pull you out of what is counterproductive to you being everything that you were created for, why would I save you to keep you the same or allow you to be the same? So second uh second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature or a new creation. Behold, all things so the old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. So we're talking about things that happen in an instant And then we're also talking about things that are process. but God doesn't save us So that we can stay the same God saves us so that we can tap into His original intention for us
1: And that is a great bridge Into something that we definitely need to talk about You know that I think our discussion In the the chat Taught us right is like How does works Factor in here Because right because I mean Paul tells us you know, it does not depend on um, human will or effort, but on God who shows mercy, right? So it, it, it's faith and it's grace. Amen, right? But we lose sight of the fact that works become a byproduct of mm-hmm. this redemption, right? Like, we just want to say, hey, all I got to do is is believe and that's enough, right? And there's nothing else expected. I mean, th- there's there's still these works there, there's still this fruit that shows that there's been a change right and I don't know that was uh <laughs> that was a very uh, um, driving force of the conversation in the chat where, where do you guys want to dive into that
0: well let's 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 lay out a a, a beginning marker here uh, James two fourteen what is the use what use is, is it brethren if someone says he has faith but has no works can his faith save him? This is rhetorical. What? He's saying he's implying that that kind of faith will not save him. Christ did that. Christ is the Christ is doing the redemption. We have works that show that we are saved. So a slave who cannot fight back against sin, who can't handle that, is a person that you should question. Is this person even saved? Mm-hmm. It's like one of the things that reflect and, and that yeah, brings, well, I'm just saying that that
1: you know brings in the debate of once saved, always saved, compared to you know it being a continuous process, right? So, well, I would say, I, in I know kd has got, you can see it, go man. Katie's go got some stuff to say. <laughs> it's just I I hate it because people. And
2: largely, I have to say this, and so if if people get offended and have a problem with it, so be it. But largely from the fundamental fundamental, uh, (laughs) and uh, reformed camps in particular, people want grace as a part uh, and as a staple of salvation to be the end all be all. And once you get saved, and I think it's been mentioned several times throughout this conversation, there's an expectation on the back end of it. Even in getting saved, there's something that you have to do. Because just because salvation is available to everybody does not mean that everybody's saved. Otherwise, we'd all be saved. But again, hell is going to enlarge itself. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Getting saved requires an act on your part. Well, we're not you talking about a works-based salvation, and it's not. But at the end of the day, what are you doing? So if you've gotten saved, what are you doing with your salvation? As you struggle to make your way through, we're not talking about over. We're not talking about allowing the power of God and the things that accompany salvation to shine in you. Remember, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's a difference between making you free and setting you free. They're not one and the same. Making you free forces you into freedom. Making you free is what the scripture actually says. Setting you free means that you still have a choice you have a choice as to not, or whether or not you're going to accept that freedom we have you know June teams that happened later on because a lot of those slaves didn't know that the other slaves had been free they were not aware that freedom was available to everybody and so now here we are later getting this information that oh well wait a minute <laughs> y'all free we get to be free too being set free is a difference you had some slaves who actually declined the freedom once the Emancipation Proclamation was, they had allegiance to their to their to their slavers to their masters. They opted to not leave the plantations. They they decided to stay. So being set free and being made free are not one and the same. And it's important to understand that part because again, this is what Jesus does. He but in the aftermath of Him doing that, again His work is finished. Ours is not. So well in the workspace, no. In order to stay safe. So just like that scripture that Zero just brought up, the James 2, you know, can it your, your faith by yourself, in and of itself, saying I believe in God, saying I believe in Jesus, but there not being any evidence means that your belief is hollow. That what it is that you say that you have, or what it is that you say that you're a part of, is actually non-existent. Because if Jesus just simply came down and said, I am the son of God, but there was no evidence of it. There were no miracles. There were no raising of the dead. There was no healing of the woman with the issue of blood. There was no uh, healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. If there was just the belief that I am, the, but there was no works, then what is the point? Greater works than these shall you do because I've gone unto the Father. What is the point if there's no works behind what we say? Case closed. I don't I don't I don't understand your your salvation that you say that you believe God that you believe in God, which again, two different things. I believe in Jesus and I believe that Jesus Christ is not just Savior, but Lord, your life. There, there's a difference. There's a difference in those things. and 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 we have to look at it like that, because just like your words, your works are going to either affirm your belief or they're going to condemn.
0: Same same chapter, James 2. The demons also believe and shudder and he's saying that because we keep there's a deception that if i believe in jesus i'm sick like it's not this is not what if we are free to do good works then this is the evidence that we're that we're saved is the good works that we desire to do we we want to do god's work so it, it kind of knocks out a couple of um false doctrine in this in this short in this short chapter here um if a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food and then you say to them go in peace be warm and be filled and yet you don't give them food or what is necessary for the body what use is that now this is like an apostle saying that because there's some people who feel like they are like this like mystical you know guru or something like they think they're jesus themselves where they can just go be filled like you so mystical like james is telling you it don't work like that you can't just speak stuff into existence it don't work like that and then he's saying like what use is that it's useless it's it's dead in it's dead being itself even so faith if it has no works the work that you're supposed to be doing putting helping people that are in need that come to you if you can't do that Then the faith that you have is dead by itself because you refuse to do the work and it's evidence that your faith is dead It says but somebody may say you have faith and I have works show me by your faith without the works And I will show you by my faith by my works Mm -hmm. If you believe that god is one and you do well But the demons also believe in shudder So he's saying like yes, it's good to have faith but faith alone is not the evidence of a a believer this is not how we walk christ already redeemed you so now you're free to do good works it's like a continuing thing our our main desire is to do the work of god that's why we're slaves to christ he's getting something out of it we're doing the work of god we're doing his work that he commands us to do and we're free to do that because the sin isn't dragging us back to the pit
1: right you, you, know, you know, I got to play a little bit of the contrarian role here again and throw, throw another verse out there to you um, because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were by works, they stumbled over the stumbling stone.
0: Pursue what? And who are we talking about? Uh,
1: so this is at the end of, uh, of Romans nine and he's talking about Israel and if, if we back it up a verse before that it said But Israel pursuing the law of righteousness Has not achieved the righteousness of the law Why is that because they did not pursue it by faith But as if it were by works They stumbled over the
0: stumbling stone well, well we already covered that You can't be saved without faith in Christ Then Christ saves you Now you're free to do works And the person who doesn't do works Is showing that he has no desire By his like lack of works, like he's not a free person. But
1: I think people get well. I I, I think I think whenever we see like a verse like this and like verses that we that you guys have been sharing, I try to put myself into the shoes of the people who haven't, you know, been into this very long or just now reading scriptures, and it does seem contrary to itself in points. But we know it's not right. We go back to that, like we said earlier. We know it's not. So how do we reconcile that within ourselves to understand, okay, this is the where I've got to come to, right? Because God doesn't have to come to some other conclusion, right? He gets it. it, he's, it it's just it makes sense to him, right? I, I, go,
0: on a, I go on this principle that if, if my doctrine is butting up against another scripture, it's my doctrine that needs to change. I'm misinterpreting it something here, because you're not going to have contradiction. Contradictions means both that can't be true. So, so like, if we know it's all true, then my interpretation is in the way, and there has to be some other interpretation. Well, that starts
1: that starts coming in with like our our comfort, right? Our comfort starts impacting this whole. Discussion as well, and you know what I'm saying, like because that's why I wanted to read
0: directly from James because you can't argue, right? Well, I mean, it's it's
1: it's it is much easier to say, okay, I just got to believe, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. That means there's nothing, there's nothing that's 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 hard that is required of me. You know,
2: understand? Like what we're talking about is not a works based salvation. It's 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 a lifestyle that. You live That provides evidence Of the the, transformation The work is the proof The The truth is the proof You have no choice If Jesus is now Not just savior But lord over my life Then I have no choice But to provide fruit of that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Not just what comes out of my mouth, but what comes out of my life. If Jesus is Lord over my life, I have no choice but to produce fruit therein because he is now
1: my everything. And, and I know I've been kind of playing the the other side of this for a lot of our conversation here. Uh, but let me not do that with this one here because, I mean, uh, you know, Katie, you talked about. Uh, Proclaiming Jesus with our lips. And, 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 you know, that's from Romans 10, right? In fact, it breaks it down a little bit more. And this just shows how faith and works come together in salvation, right? Because he says, one believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. That's the faith part, right? And, not but, or also, or here's another option, but and. Confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. That confessing with the mouth is a work.
2: It is an act. Correct. Right, so Something we can't, you have
1: to do. We can't lose sight of that. So
2: because God is interpreting your thoughts. I think I love the Lord. I think I want to be saved today. You have to say it. You you have to do it. It's God is not going to there's certain things. It's one of the reasons why we pray. I can't pray in my head. And think that because, again, part of it, one of the definitions of prayer is a voice. There's things that have to be audibly put in the atmosphere. I cannot just internalize what I want God to do and expect for God to do it. Here's our prayers. Here's our things we put out. So I can't just internalize my desire to give my life to the Lord and then believe that I'm saved. Like I'm, I'm going to say the prayer of salvation, or I'm going to walk through the plan of salvation to myself in my head, and not put it into the atmosphere.
1: So I, I want to throw this question to you guys. I, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily exactly the conversation we've been having, but it's something that I've been intrigued by that I, I just want to put out there and see where you guys, what you guys think. Um, but this idea of we somehow play a role In the salvation of others Right I think I, I hear people say Oh well how many souls have you brought to the Lord how many souls have you saved for the Lord <laughs> I haven't okay, saved okay, any that's not,
0: that's not completely unreasonable um, It's a really I think it's, way of bringing it up
1: Yeah well it, And I think that's the it's ultimate conclusion but I mean but that's not We don't save we Souls people that's the point though I want to make sure you Understand you have not saved anybody you can point People in the right direction we don't save them go on sir. i'm sorry and, and that's
0: easy that's easily debunked i think it just goes along with this idea we've been having all along or the conversation we're having all along about faith and works and everything it's like you can be a rapper you can say i'm a rapper we can right now you can stand up and you can scream to your neighbors up the stairs i'm a rapper and if you don't ever release any rap songs how i know you a rapper <laughs> you know what i'm saying you a rapper but you ain't got no raps out you a pilot but you've never flown a plane you got that uniform you got the outfit you got the little wing pin thing on there with the hat <laughs> when, when's the next how you fly oh I haven't flown yet you a salesman but you can't close no deals you know what I'm saying so the works is the evidence that's that's what we mean when we say I'm trying to think of like how I can make it simple for people who don't like the whole spiritual way of talking I think that's a really good way jesus says you'll know a tree by its fruit in that i think he's expressing the same thing so like we're gonna have you know we want we want to bring people to christ we have a love for people we want to do that work there's 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 other evidences that will show and, and like we look at works like it's a dirty word because there's people who like to get up in arms about it but we have check this out we got um on this list that i brought earlier the witness of the holy spirit you know that's a more spiritual internal subjective thing but we have outward signs we have humility we show humility where we didn't show humility before we submit to each other we have love for one of other for one another you know you show you show us a christian who don't have love for other christians i'm gonna say that's not a christian because the evidence he he will have love for each other we'll, we'll be obedient to christ we will submit to the authority of Scripture. We will pursue holiness and we will start to show holiness and then tied to holiness, all those fruit of the spirit. So these are outward things that will show you by your works through your works. I'm a Christian. You don't you don't believe I'm a Christian. Fine. That's cool. You don't have to believe it. Watch me. Watch what I do.
2: But well, make it even plainer than that, bro. From a practical standpoint, if I used to smoke and Jesus delivered, I don't smoke anymore. If I used to drink, Jesus delivers me from drinking. I don't drink anymore. I used to curse. I, I don't curse anymore because Jesus. Deli- you know what I'm saying? So That's even when
0: I left out the, power over sin.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like those things that are earmarks of that transformation, being not conformed to this world, but being transformed through the renewing of my mind. Like those very practical, very base things oh man so and so don't talk the same way mm-hmm. that wow you know, oh man i got a problem and a lot of times people get convicted you know with that and by that because they're like well wait a minute this dude started going to church and man he, he don't want to hang out i used to go to the club and now i don't go to the club anymore i used to hang with so-and-so and now i don't hang with them anymore because we don't have the same things in common anymore like very practical things that show that there's a work going on and no this is not just well isn't that just natural maturity because there's 50 and 6 especially in the times that we live in now there's 50 60 and 70 year olds still trying to go to the club still trying
0: to
2: listen listen keep sweat is still on tour people you know what i'm saying like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> New edition is still out. These dudes is 55, 60 years old and they're still on it Have y'all seen Bobby Brown trying to get on the stage and do the moves? And then, listen, it's there's people, prerogative. So it's not a maturity thing and certainly it's not an age thing because age and maturity are not merely, regardless of what people think. So it has to be a transformation thing. It has to be a spiritual thing because again, like we touched on earlier, you can hide certain things and you may be able to stop certain things for a season. You can diet for a while. You can go to the gym for a little bit and you can have a natural willpower and dedication to certain things for a season. But in terms of actually changing things at the root, Tom Brokaw used to smoke, stop smoking for years and then 9-11 hit. After 9-11, because Tom Brokaw does not know how to process what he's just witnessed and what he's had to report on goes back to smoking. The seed was still there. Only Christ can deliver that seed out of us—the root of those things. These are the types of things that we talk about, like the evidence, and this is practical stuff. Then you get into some of the deeper things. Yep, yep. This dude, you know, just reading the Bible and understanding Scripture and understanding the role that we play, and. There is a role for us to play in terms of other individuals getting saved. Even the scripture says, you know, one man plants, another man waters, but then God gives or brings the increase. Like there is a role that we, the harvest is ripe, the laborers are few, are few. pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends laborers into the. So yeah, there's a role that we have to play in other individuals getting saved. And a large part of that is, Zerba, what you touched on, making sure that we allow God to have full range in our lives so that the change is evident because i can't sell you something that i have not bought myself
0: so there's a process and we're all on some step of the process and sometimes we have to struggle with things for a lot longer than little things you know some people are like, why you gotta when are you gonna stop cussing i don't know maybe that's the sin that you're wrestling with when are you gonna stop i can throw in anything there but that's the bet ba- are you are you warring against that are you fighting against that are, are you doing what's necessary To overcome that sin? No? You think it's just going to happen on its own? Nope. Man, you better start praying
2: There's got to be a desire There's first got to be a willing heart There has to be a desire For any of that to happen But again, you don't get to that place <laughs> Until, um, you know, until you allow God to start dealing with you Because one thing that we do know That scripture states is that A man can't come to the Lord Unless the Lord is drawing him And And, and what salvation is, I think ultimately encompassing all of these things and again a lot of things that we didn't talk about because it's very nuanced is the actual relationship and for individuals who um want to you know we talked about works being a dirty word i think religion is just, um we made it out that we talked about you know relationship over religion and it ain't about religion because we don't understand what religion is religion actually teaches us how to have a relationship with god
0: Okay, yeah. I thought you were
2: going to go somewhere else with it. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. You know me, bro. <laughs> Religion <laughs> teaches us how to have relationship with God. There's no relationship that you're ever going to have with any person that there's absolutely no structure to. That this is how I want to be loved. This is how I want to be, you know, I hate it. But, you know, in the world, they've got this whole, you know, love languages, blah, 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 blah. Or oh, this is my love language words of affirmation, blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh yeah, my I, love I, language
2: I, is food God wants all of that, you know what I'm saying? God wants the time, he wants the words of affirmation He wants to, So religion teaches us We're talking about praying, that's a part of religion If We're talking about going to church, that's a part of religion if We're talking about communion, that's a part of it These are all things though that tie us into having relationship if We're talking about religion, we're talking about salvation And what you have to do in order to get saved Because I can't just wake up one day and say Oh I'm saved hey, it's, Like we've outlined here tonight There's more steps to it than that Oh, I'm a child. There's some steps involved to actually realizing that.
1: I, I will say, like going back to our conversation from our, our group chat, right? I wish now that maybe we had been a little bit more intentional of putting some clarification in there whenever it was talking about works. Because I think what happened was there was two sides of this discussion that were viewing works with two different definitions, right? We have w- one side that looks at works as this is me trying to do whatever I could do and earn my salvation that way. There's another way to look at works as works as simply actions, right, that visibly manifest that faith which is unseen. sex. I yes, wish, I wish we Paul could go back and to put to that into that conversation. <laughs>
0: salvation to work out our salvation well, and i think that's what he means and if you'll if allow me a... to read
1: if you'll uh, go like, ahead, go well ahead. I, I i just I've, I've, been, I've been sitting here reading as we were talking right and, and and going back to romans 10 6 through 8 i think it kind of beautifully kind of sums this all up and makes it clear how all this works together it says but the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this do not say in your heart who will go up to heaven that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you in your mouth, actions, and in your heart, faith, right? This is the message of faith that we proclaim.
2: And then it goes into the plan of salvation from there. And that, that's how we enter into um, this relationship, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, I think that's verse 13, um, shall be saved. I, th- I just, I, I hate that. Okay, so the enemy is really um, skilled mm-hmm. at manipulation. And one of the things that I think we don't realize, so one of the things that we don't do really well is that we don't go into certain conversations believing that we may be able to learn something from them. <laughs> we go into conversations trying to defend our point and one of the things that people will fight for more than anything else is their comfort and if i feel as though my comfort is being challenged then in, in immediately i am going into defense mode but one of the things that we have to remember about salvation and what it does is that it shines a light on us internally and it allows us to see where we are where we aren't and where we need to be and that if we don't allow that part of salvation, rearranging our lives, then we ultimately continue to put ourselves in a space where we can't do what it is that God would have us to do. Not just now, because again, you know, heaven is hope for the believer. But again, you know, Paul says it in one place, you know, if we only had hope of Christ, you know, in the life to come, then in this life, we're miserable. If we only have hope of Christ in this life and I don't like, we're miserable, like, Jesus encompasses all of that. Salvation is for the life that now is and for the life that is to come. Jesus said, Peter said, Lord, we we've left everything to, to, to follow you. What what do we get? On the tales of the you know, the rich young ruler. I've done all of this, you know, all, I followed all the commandments from my youth up. What lack I yet? Give everything that you got to the poor. And he went away. Sorry, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. What do we get? mothers fathers husbands houses land in this life with persecution and in the life to come eternal life so again it's just really important and I'm glad we got a chance to have this conversation because there's only so much that you could do in text when again um, there's already kind of like things already set up in people and if you know we don't we have to be able to have these types of discussions. Even if at the end of the day We agree to disagree We got to be able And we have to learn how to do that And be mature about it Because I'm not going to walk away And shake my fist at somebody And curse the heavens in their name And ask God to smite them Because we couldn't get on the same page As it pertains to doctrine Like that's extremely immature
1: Well we've we've been asking the question of Why do I need salvation? Why do I need to be saved? Etc, etc I think it comes down to at the end of the day, no matter what our life is like without Christ, we all find ourselves in those moments feeling like there's something that's missing, right? And, and what is that thing that's missing? Is It's, it's the, the Lord of all who richly blesses all who call on him. So if nothing else, we get that thing that's missing. And when we get that thing that's missing, there's a whole host of blessings that come along with that man
0: I mean what's, what's it going to hurt hurt us to find out I want to tell you my version of that Why do you need to be safe like Three reasons So you can be free from sin So you can know God And I forgot the third reason <laughs> <laughs> Way to convince him Zero No it's okay no, um, Yeah I, I forgot how I was setting that up And Zero will give you $20 Okay <laughs> Erase that part. Delete that.
1: <laughs> nope, it's in.
0: There's, yeah, it's it's bad. That looks bad. Wow. <laughs> yeah, do that to me, Eric. Um, I did this myself.
1: Well, give me something good no, to replace it with.
0: If, if you, if you're saying you want to be saved so you can go to heaven, I think you're looking at the wrong things. Like it's not contextual. Mm-hmm. People who are saved do get to go to heaven, but it's a it's a different mode of being altogether. Mm -hmm. So if you if you get saved so you don't go to hell I don't know if too many of us get saved out of pure motives I mean that's a motive I guess But that's not the immediate action That's not the immediate thing that happens You're going to be free from sin You're going to get to know God And you're going to be able to live a different kind of life Uh, Salvation is a mode of life It's a mode of being It's a different kind of life altogether And everybody else who's not saved they don't get to live that way they have to be in the bondage of sin they're slave to their passions they're in this all this chaos they can't they can't do that people say i want to know god but you have to be saved to know god you know um i want to go to heaven yeah you gotta be saved to go to heaven but that's like ultimate stuff right now there's plenty more going on in the world just than just heaven and hell at the end of your life
1: Hey, I, I I'll say though. I mean, it, I'll take I want to go to heaven as the jumping off point, as the initiator of it. I, I, if
0: it's uh, a good it, it's a good initiation. If, if, if it's
1: good to start
2: right there, don't stay there. That's the goal. Right. You that's like if if, if if we if if I said
0: the prayer, and now I get to go to heaven. You you've missed out. You you're oh man, you're really missing it.
2: and yeah, what you gonna do between
0: that point and